Ladies and gentlemen, dogs and fleas, pull up a chair and sit on your knees, for we've a story to tell you we're still learning about. Welcome to Talk the Walk. I am Henry Moses. And I'm Gabriel Moses. We're definitely happy to be here, and thank you for joining us wherever you may be. Amen, amen. So, I wonder if it's starting to sound like we're not reading that from a script at this point. I'm trying hard. (laughs) It's my script, so it still counts. So, before this... Right before we started today, I'm Gabe. Gabe's like going through reading his note, reading his his script. You know, he has it all jotted down in his notes on his phone. And How necessary it I'm is like, to talk about this and throw me under the bus? <laughs> I don't know. But I'm continue. like, hey, why don't you try doing that without reading it? No. And then he informed me that I should do me. Hey, you so, do you. I'll do me. I guess he was cult- culturally relevant <laughs> with his you do you. You, 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 you. You're keeping it 100. <laughs> Give me a break. Oh, gosh. I can't take it. I don't know how culturally 100 I want to be. Yeah. It's a scary prospect. You're very and relevant. Very risky. You're very relevant. I am relevant. I like it. And not. You know. So here we go. Let's move on. <laughs> so let's see. What do we got going on this week? We got... On my end of things, we've got a grand opening that we're doing, uh, trying to get ready for. We're, we've are we moved office complexes. I think we talked about that on here a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm so glad that's done. It's done, but now comes next step. Yeah, now comes next step. So we're we're having you know big old grand opening barbecue. It's going to be a good time. Uh, having realtors and title company friends and stuff like that come by. And it's killing me to miss this. Yeah, it's, right. It's just was the biggest bummer my my family and i've been planning a trip to the beach for months and months and months and it was going to work out originally the grand opening was going to be a month ago and it was all going to be good but we had to postpone due to due to more work being done on the building and moving in in the process and so it was postponed to the day after we leave town yep. to Alabama. Well, like it why just, don't y'all just leave Thursday, mm-hmm. come back Friday, yeah, do the grand opening thing, and then leave Saturday? Or even leave Friday night after you get done with the grand I'll opening. run it past Carrie. All right. Let's see what Carrie says. I mean, it's a good plan. How bad could it go? Show support for your family and friends. Yeah. I mean, Show the priority. Yeah. I'm sure she's in. <laughs> Dude. I'm sure she's in. I'm imagining Just lay it down. Are you the head of the household or are you not? That is a, uh, there's more to it than that. <laughs> it's broader than that. Like, yes, I am. And I will make my decision after I talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> the way I do that is I go, I'm the head if I have to be. A lot of everything else is like we're gonna agree on it, but at once in a blue moon, if I have to say something, and it's a big something, I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go ahead and. Oh, this is a big something. Depending on who you ask. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't depends know how big. On who you mm, ask. Depends on. Yeah, I'm asking like, Carrie. Yeah. Carrie. No. I'm asking Carrie. Yeah, true, true. And she has other visions. It's crazy. <laughs> who wants to go to the beach anyway? I know, like kids, please, please, play in the sand, <laughs> swim, do nothing else. Yeah. Probably sodas and snacks. Yeah. I'm in. 
You can come. I'm in. You can oh, gosh. Us. Ten days. I'm like, I don't know how the heck you pull that off. I always feel so nervous to even take off four or five. Oh, I'm bringing my laptop. Yeah. Work will still be yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. I am nervous, though. Two days of driving there, yeah. two days of driving back. You don't get to... Yeah. How you, you can't get on your laptop when you're driving. Right. So that's four days of... But you know what? Well, I went on a I went on a vacation. Oh, I think it was in 2018. Mm-hmm. And where I went, there was no reception. There was no, or there was no internet. I bought the package, the upgrade internet package, and thinking, okay, that'll allow me to be able to check emails and you know just kind of check on files. You'd hope. And uh, no, no. No, in fact, I'm not real sure why I had to pay the extra hundred bucks because it didn't even, I couldn't get it, even one email to come through. I mean, On it was bad. And so, right. And so, uh, so I end up having to take the whole week to actually rest and relax. <laughs> and guess what? Everything was just fine. To have to rest yeah. and relax. That's, yeah. That's I mean, the mentality we've got these days is, no, I have to work. I have to get things done. It is. No, I America's so fast paced. And I mean, in our business, we have our cell phones attached to our hips, yep. right? Whenever we're sitting here recording this podcast, like I put mine on silent. I'm just checking it right now to make sure it is on silent. <laughs> I put mine on silent, flip it over and lay it down, but it's still attached to me. Mm-hmm. And I've started, I mean, I tell you, I've started leave my phone. Like if I go to lunch or stuff like that, I'm like, you know what? It'll be okay. It's crazy. If it's, you think about it, it's fine. It's it just, is fine. It's just so habitual that the phone has to be there. Well, and, and we feel like right in our business, we feel like we have no. to have it. Yep. Like, I mean, we want our clients to be able to get a hold of it, but guess mm-hmm. what? Like everybody's just fine. If you get back to them shorter. And I remember, one of my realtor friends telling me, Henry, enjoy your trip. You know, you work hard. Enjoy your, relax. Like, we'll be okay. Yeah. You know. That's a nice realtor. We'll be all right. I, numerous of nice, them. Numerous, numerous of them. Probably three different nice ones people, told me that. Yeah. people to work with. Yeah, yeah. It was encouraging. And it was so, so the point of all that is, just, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. It will be okay. You're going to go. You're going to have a great time with your 50 kids. Yeah. I, that's the It'll look on their very, faces. Very restful. Very mm-hmm. relaxing. It'll be great. And then comes all the talk of sharks. Everybody wants to talk about <laughs> oh, sharks. Yeah. You watch yeah, out so for you y'all shark. are hitting the beach. The beach beach of the ocean, right? Yep. Um, and I can't help it. I'm going to swim out there. I'm going to go all the way out as far as I can. So this... Could Might be. be the last day we ever talk. Could be my last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure one of our sisters will be prompt to jump in your spot if you go. Uh, Jenny's already spoken yeah, up a she bit. She's talking about it today. Mm-hmm. You guys, on the last, on one of the earlier podcast episodes. She's piping up. Yeah. It's funny because we talked about, you know, we laughed about our sisters and them probably having some say so and so on and so forth. And sure enough. They listened to that podcast episode talking about it today, and already two of them have put in. <laughs> Here's what, what I'd say. Were and, oh, yeah. Here's what I'd tell oh, you. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's funny. 
But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. As far as the ocean goes, man, I love to look at it. I don't know about that. Like, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm not trying to get chomped on. Me neither. So. But I don't like being forced by my fear. Well, look, uh, that's the, the fear, fear based of thinking. Splatting keeps you from jumping off a building. That's a dumb saying. That's true. You can get in the water. And the odds of getting splatted are... The odds are better. You're right. It's 100% better. you're going to splat. Might as well not get in the car. Yeah. Might as well not get on my motorcycle. Right. But, I mean, we're talking about getting gnawed by a shark. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You got a dog. A little, little critter running around with teeth. Yeah. I do think that sometimes. I'm like, man, <laughs> he wanted to... He asleep. turned on me. And he's the sweetest <laughs> dog ever in the world. But I do think, man, if he gets... Like, I sure do trust this dog, because if I fall asleep and he's... Look at it this way. It's the rabies. Look at This is my perspective. The ocean is so big and amazing. I'm like, get me out there. I want to I want to feel... Me too. I want to feel that. On a boat. It, you don't feel it on a boat, man. I even, have, I even have flippers. Oh, yeah, you feel it. I've got flippers. Flippers to swim with, man. I'm going to get it. I watch flipper from the boat. You can watch me. I'll show you how to live. You know, I'm gonna be like, he goes. This is how you live. He goes. I saw a me. fin. I'm gonna bring him and up. Then he goes. Ah, gone. Well, what do you say we kick things off? I'm down. All right. So today we're kind of going over purpose in life. Uh, the purpose in life. Haven't really titled it yet, but that's basically. We were talking about, we went back and forth, Gabe, on, you know, gifts and kind of, kind of using your gifts for the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, the different ways we are gifted, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was thinking about it, you know, kind of preparing for this episode. My first thought was, oh, you know, the easy thought is, well, we're talking about gifts. We're going to start with the gifts of the spirit. Right. right. But that's not really. No, I mean, <laughs> neither one of us felt like that was the direction that, to go. Mm-mm. But ultimately, on this one, ultimately on this one, sure. Ultimately, what it comes down to is purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say that's purpose in life, and that does, do your your personal talents should line up with and go along with your service as a Christian? Maybe using your personal talents, right? Yeah, because you, yeah. You're gifted. We're all gifted in different ways. Yep. Uh, so there's got to be a I, reason for that. Hopefully, I looked up that scripture, but but there's a scripture that talks about about the different body parts and us all being of different body parts. I think mm-hmm. I did look that up, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, let me see here. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the, we'll get to that in a second. But essentially, I, I I've already talked about a little bit my thirties, and even though I was following Christ, I'd have definitely gotten to heaven during that time. Like I know I was committed to him, but I was not committed to him. Mm-hmm. My purpose was not being fulfilled. And there's nothing more depressing than one of two things. I would say watching a family member's purpose not be fulfilled and your own purpose not being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know which one's hard. I mean, I mean, watching a child go through it, watching 
a sibling, a parent, whatever the case may be. That's really hard. But so those things might be, but, but right there with it or shortly thereafter it is your own purpose. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel like your purpose is being fulfilled. I mean, even people that don't seek God try to find fulfillment in understanding their purpose in life. Yes. Right. Yes. So <clears throat> I was thinking about it and ultimately we as Christians for sure, we find our, we find our purpose in order to find our purpose. First, we have to be doing whatever we're doing as unto the Lord, right? Where we've talked about being made a new creation. Yes. So let me read this scripture real quick. It is from Colossians 3, verse 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, everything we do in word or deed, and that's very similar to, thankfully I have this up as wallpaper on my computer. First Corinthians 10, it says, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do it all. Do everything. Whatever you do in word or deed. And, so, then, and then, of course, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be right. added unto you, which all these things, again, in everything mean, but, we do. But yeah. Seek ye first. Yeah. And then all this stuff comes after. But it's all comes so down to seeking, seeking God. So if we're seeking our own way, I mean, if we're seeking our own way, if we're seeking our own fulfillment or to, uh, to, if we're seeking to fulfill ourselves, let's put it right. that way, rather than to be fulfilled through Christ. Right. That's two completely different things. I mean, we're going to fall flat on our face mm -hmm. and it has to be in everything. So, so I think about my ups, my downs. And I think about, you mean your strengths and weaknesses? No, my up, up in moments your life. and my down moments. Oh, okay. Just in a, just an average day, not even in my whole life, but just mm -hmm. in an average day, my ups, you know, you can have ups or downs if you're just counting on yourself. You may have some up moments. It's not going to be all down. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not people that are in the world are not always down. You're going to have your up moments, but be very up and down, very back and forth. But fulfillment in Christ, doing everything in word or deed, everything, mm -hmm. while you may not always be happy, you will always have the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Oh, should your talents go along with this? Yes. Your, your, gift, your, gift, is a, right. your gift is a speaker, obviously. We're having fun speaking. Right. Uh, and our speaking is our ministry on this podcast. Also, right. Carrie and I, we do third grade boys at church. We both talk a lot. We've been accused of talking a lot. And so we talk to these kids mm -hmm. at church. But then, then how about the basketball player? His talent. The NBA guy. Yeah. Or Some, the singer. Or the singer, whatever the case may be, that do do all of our talents go along with our ministry? And I think that's a rhetorical question for a person to consider. Is does I have giftings? For instance, I love to drum. 
And I've had lots of people say, you need to refine that so you could drum in the ministry. And I just don't like the idea. I, I, the thought of drumming with other people, I just, I'm a solo act. Mm-hmm. I just do it solo. I don't want to pursue that. But they say, that's a gift that God gave you that you're not using mm-hmm. for the ministry. And I go, Ooh, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then conversely, long time ago, mom and I are sitting there. I'm like 13, 14 years old. And we're sitting on her front yard and uh, in the grass on her front yard. And I, I was talking to her and I was like, mom, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. And she goes, it, it will be all right. And I said, couldn't I, couldn't I make a living? I wish I could just make a living by being nice to people. <laughs> Cause that was the only thing I felt I was any good at mm-hmm. apart from martial arts. What are you going to do? I loved martial arts. I love gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah, fights. Well, I already knew that doesn't make sense. And you're not going to go get into martial arts, which these days there's a, there's ways to do that. But I knew that wasn't going to be what I was going to do, even though I loved it. Mm-hmm. But I did know talking and being nice. When I talk to people, I'm nice to people. I'm not mean. I said, well, I wish I could just get paid for being nice. Oddly enough, my job does require that. It's a big part of it. Treating people with care and um, interest. That's, that's exactly my job. And it just so happens to line up with my relationship with God. But you know, I think, so talking about gifts talk, or talking about people's uh, natural, ta- natural, but, talent. Yeah, natural talents. I think too, it can be a big struggle of, well, and I, I especially think of moms that are staying at home, raising their children, mm-hmm. uh, struggling. Heck, I've seen our own mom talking about, I should have had a job. I should have done a career, this and that, and not seeing, it's so not seeing all the, all the work that she's done to glorify God through raising her children. True. Right. Or <clears throat> even in the church, uh, you see it, uh, the man who stands at the door and greets mm-hmm. or the woman who works in the nursery. And they think of themselves as not as important okay. as, right? And so their gifts, are their gifts re- really being fulfilled? Or are they, are they as important? When in fact, you never know. Let's, let's use the mom in the nursery taking care of the children. I'm trying to think back, like as far back as I can remember, probably kindergarten, my first teacher that I can remember, right? Miss mm-hmm. Brown. Mm-hmm. And she had an impact. The reason I remember is because of the impact she had on me at that young of an age. She was so kind. She was very pretty in my mind. Mm-hmm. She was just one of the, the neatest people in the world. And it yeah. always stuck with me. Her mm-hmm. kindness, right? Mm-hmm. All the way, all the way from kindergarten. Um, I know we have a lady named Miss Kay that teaches our children's church. And she, gosh, she puts so much work. We don't even have a big children's church at our church, but she puts tons of work. I think there's probably about five or six kids in there every week into teaching them about the, about the uh, armor of God, helping them 
to understand what it means and helping them do little projects and things of that nature. You just never know the difference you're making in that Mm -hmm. child's life, right? And it's the same Holy Spirit that is equipping us all in the different areas. And so that's why it's so important to use them. If we're using whatever gift, whatever talent that we have towards the Lord, you can get utter fulfillment in that, right? Mm -hmm. You can fulfill Mm -hmm. your purpose because it's pointing in the right direction. So think about this. You can have a quote unquote lesser lesser talent mm-hmm. pointed to God versus the person that has the quote unquote extreme talent, let's just say a rock star. A more recognizable that's one. pointed towards Satan. Mm-hmm. Now who's doing more? Definitely the one who's serving. Right. I mean the one with who's their serving. quote unquote lesser talent. You never know. You never know when you're helping to raise the next Billy Graham. Mm, right you know and so that's why i tell mom i'm like mom you had five children every single one of them serves god and would give their life for christ yeah if if called on to do that Mm -hmm. i'd say that's mission accomplished amazing and how important was it to, to mom and dad, but especially to mom who was with us, like, right, tons more when we were young. How important was that it to them to to raise us up in Christ? Extremely. Extremely. To have us taught to Bible studies, all these types of things, mm-hmm. you know. So it, so it, it really, it depends on where, what you're doing with your gifting. What you the Bible says, he that's faithful in little will be faithful in much. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. It's got to be pointed towards God. The yeah. arrow has got to be pointed up. Yeah. I do like I do like the idea, and I and I've got a few verses that I'm going to read here. I like the idea, in thinking about this this subject, the idea that your talent you would want to find a way that it that it would be part of your ministry and part of your story when you're when you're talking to people about God or your relationship or just doing your life that it was incorporated as part of your life and ministry and so i i get to looking up verses trying to find something that has to do with your talents in preparation for this podcast and now here's the verses that i <laughs> That I came across, um, of course, like I said, seek you first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Great, perfect. Jeremiah seventeen ten, I the Lord search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Okay. Proverbs sixteen three, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He'll establish your plans. And then lastly, Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm-hmm. All the, the, the what, what was comical to me, I was like, none of them really talked about the, the your, your own unique talent. If you're an artist, if you're a, a pipe fitter, if whatever you are, mm-hmm. they were really, they all pointed mm-hmm. back to, God will put you in your place 
If you're putting him first, he'll place you where you need to be. And and that, that blew my mind because I was going, man, I can't find anything about um, being an awesome drummer, right? Mm-hmm. Or or martial artist. I'm not finding or lender or lender. Uh, I'm not seeing that. This this all came back to put it in God's hands and He'll put you where you need to be. And He and but I also know He made me uniquely, and you and all of all of mankind. Mm-hmm. Were made uniquely through a series of a, of a million different things that happened that led to this person being born. Yeah, and so so unique and unique gifts and talents. And I think what I, what I ultimately concluded was those talents will play a role, and and bigger role, smaller role in each of our lives, but they'll go along with. And to see what you think about that, just that mm-hmm. they'll go along with what you're, how you're walking as a Christian, along with your service. Sometimes they come in, sometimes it's some other part of you, just your commitment. The commitment seems to be the big part mm-hmm. of your life. And the, the talents, all the little giftings, they go into your commitment and relationship with God. Anyway. So you think, so you think about the, everything you do, do it as on the Lord. Yeah. Which kind of goes along with that, mm-hmm. but how? Like, and so, like, you know, if I'm cleaning the kitchen, right? Cleaning the kitchen <laughs> and working at my desk and a computer, this and that. Like, just thinking about it, <clears throat> I know. I watched a show the other day called "Show Me the Father." It was a documentary. Mm-hmm. It was amazing, powerful documentary, and on the importance of fatherhood the importance of righteous fathers and how righteous fathers point to our father. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And so in it, one of the guys at the beginning, a uh, famous football coach was talking about it. And uh, was talking about how, what, before he was saved and he was talking about how he would run across Christians. And I think this was when he was a football player, but don't hold me to it. When he would run across Christians and they would talk to him about the Lord, as we try to do, the Great Commission. And he would notice there was nothing different about them. There was nothing different about them and him. So his question would be, why? Why do I need to come over there? You're not different than me. You don't do things different. You don't act different. Well, he became a Seattle Seahawks coach, running backs coach, I think he was. And, and they were bringing over this fullback. And this fullback was all about Christ. And it was in the newspaper. This guy was talking about, uh, you know, they were, somebody interviewed him and they were talking about, he he told them, I'm called on a mission to Seattle for God. Hmm. And coach thought, oh my gosh, oh boy, here we go. Bible thumper, this and that, you know, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So this was a fullback. The coach was a running backs coach. So he would be coaching then the fullback. The fullback blocks for the running back. So, so anyway, he they meet and this and that. The fullback ends up destroying his knee early on. Destroys mm-hmm. his knee. Career's over. Right. This was a long time ago before knees were able to be rebuilt the way they are now. Now refresh my memory. The fullback is the Christian guy, or the is... fullback's a Christian. Okay. Yes. Career's over. Coach feels horrible for him. They're talking, and the the fullback 
is not at all discouraged. In fact, he's happy. He's filled with joy and they're talking. And he's like, Coach, I'm so excited for what God's going to do next with me, for what God's plans are next for my life. I am thrilled. All this means is there's a new chapter beginning, and I can't wait to see what it is. Hmm. And the coach was like, that's different. That's different. I need to know what you've got. That's a different deal. So that was football, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. But he was using football as all for the glory of God, as mm-hmm. for the glory of God. He wasn't we making can't. football the primary. No. God is has to be the primary in everything. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So everything in it, that fullback, and I wish I could remember his name. I'll, I'll go wondering. back. I'm going to be watching this like... Uh, Tons of times because it spoke so much to me. But I think about sitting in front of my computer, how I do my job, the joy, the kindness with which I treat people in pressure pressure situations mm-hmm. that shows that I'm actually truly experienced yeah, right. the peace that passes. In whatever we're doing, doing it all for the glory. I like the way Corinthians says it, doing it all for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Right? And that... That you will get fulfillment out of whatever you're doing. What if you're cooking for somebody? And rather than just throwing some slump together, you put extra care into how mm-hmm. you season it, how you prepare it, into the presentation, blessing them. Let's say you have a, a spouse that's unsaved and you're saved. And you put this extra time into it, extra time into how you treat them. Using your, your good cook. And rather than just slopping something together, you bless them with that. Keeping the house clean, you know, and organized and tight. Whatever the case may be, people come over and they're like, man, this place is put together. Mm-hmm. They handle themselves well. Or raising your children. Boy, those children are kind. They don't treat, they, they take other kids and they bring them in and make them feel part of things. Mm-hmm. Like, we have such, and you just never know how using your gift for the glory of God is going to alter someone's life just like that fullback did. Knee blown out, great attitude. And man, I'm guilty of falling short on that, mm. you know? I, th- I think it's, it's why we're talking about it. I think it's why the subject's been brought up because mm-hmm. I love that story. That should pose... That that poses the question to me how I handle my failures, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And, and am I am I recognizing that this is part of my path? This is part of the what's going to lead me to the next place that God's going to take me. And that knee being blown out that would change the course of that guy's path for sure. Mm-hmm. He would he he will not be spending his time playing football in the NFL. That's a major course shift. Mm-hmm. And um, it'd be easy to be discouraged because everybody wants to be great. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we just have this desire to be great. Aside from the, the money and fame that he was probably going right? to experience. Yeah. Just following the path, probably since he was in junior high, my path was football. Mm-hmm. Now it's not. The, the, 
the kids and Carrie and I were watching Forrest Gump last night. We had to fast forward through a couple parts. <laughs> but in that movie, you've got Lieutenant Dan, right? Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Who I could probably almost say that in my normal accent. And sound and like, sound like yeah. Forrest Yeah, Gosh. Everybody that's listening Texans. is like, oh, yeah, gosh, that accent. <laughs> Unavoidable. Proceed, sir. Lieutenant Dan. And so he's got his whole destiny figured out. Everybody in his, his father, his father's father, his father's father's father, all these guys died in some war in the, in the history of America, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Lieutenant Dan is supposed to die. He's thinking he's going to die in Vietnam, but Forrest Gump stops that from happening and picks him up and runs him out. And he's yelling at him the whole way, put me down. This is not what I put me down. Watch that. So he carries him to safety and Lieutenant Dan ends up losing both of his legs. (laughs) It's like, you dummy, you kept me alive for this, right? And so he's like, my destiny, my course of my life just changed. Because you saved my life. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, poor Lieutenant Danny. I mean, it's a depressing story for him for, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. But he ends up hooking back up with Forrest Gump. And they're doing this, you know, shrimp boat captain bit. And that's what he's doing now. The Bubba Gump. The Bubba Gump yeah. shrimp. Right? And so, sure enough, shrimp sounds good. the world control. You just had lunch. You had chicken, not shrimp. Coconut shrimp. Uh Butterfly shrimp. Shrimp scampi. Shrimp scampi. (laughs) (laughs) Fried shrimp. Shrimp and potatoes. Shrimp cocktail. We got we got a bucket. (laughs) Now I remember the part of the movie where they they go on. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. So anyway, he does. I love it in this show. It's perfect for this because he ends up being Forrest Gump's first mate on the ship and they end up going through this storm and all the other, they can't catch anything, no shrimp and they're catching nothing, nothing, nothing. And, um, all the other, all of a sudden this big storm comes and of course, Lieutenant Dan is like yelling at God and is that all you got? You know, you'll, you'll never do this and you can't do that and all this stuff. All the other shrimp boats in the in this business get crushed by the hurricane, except for their boat. And so they end up being real successful, and they're sitting out there after all this success one day. And Lieutenant Dan says, he's sitting there on the edge of the boat, and he looks at Forrest Gump, and he goes, I never thank you for saving my life. Right? Mm-hmm. And because all he did was have hate mm-hmm. and bitterness that his life didn't turn out the way he thought it should. Which ended in death, mm-hmm. ironically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the way he thought it was going should have gloriously ended was in death. Yeah, on the battlefield. On the battlefield, and he looks at Forrest Gump, says that, and then hops off with his n- no legs. He just hops off into the water and starts backstroking into the off into the sunset. Right, and Forrest Gump goes, "I think he, you know, he never said thank you, but I think he, Lieutenant Dan, finally made his peace with God." And look at the change of, you know, it's just a story. It's a fictional story. But this is real people. People have these things happen every day. This is real life. These are these are based on stories that happen. That's how they come up with it. But I love it because my own story 
I, and everybody, if they sit and think about where their life's led them, is going to recognize the path. It has switched and turned and hopped and jumped to this different place. The what's what's the name of that? You know that motivational speaker that doesn't have any arms or legs. Yeah, that awesome guy. What's his? What is his name? Well, you know, I, we're, we're going to sit here forever trying okay. to think of his name. We won't do it. But the the point of it is, he is a Christian, mm-hmm. and that man loves the Lord. Beautiful wife, beautiful family. It's crazy. It's funny because I sit here thinking. I got both my arms, both my legs. I ain't got no family. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, how'd this dude pull that off? You know, where's his? I do have family, uh, you know, but, but I don't have a family that lives here with me. This and that tied together. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, that's crazy how this dude managed to pull it off. But man, you listen to that guy speak and I'm I'm sorry, guys, you're going to have to research it out. You know, guy with no arms and legs, motivational speaker. It'll be, you'll find him. He's there. And he's, Amazing. Like that dude is always Amazing. on fire, passionate for the Lord, passionate yep. for lifting others up. Such a great speaker. I think he was born that way, if I remember correctly. Okay. Like, brother, I can't say that if I had been born that way, that I would have turned out like that. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, God's given him the strength to do it, but I mean, part of it is making a choice. Making a choice. Part of it is making a choice and doing things in service to the Lord. And that's something I want to get to as well before we close out here. Just serve is something that came to me when I was kind of researching out. Like to with with your talent, using it in service. You there can use go. it to make money. Really, I think you can take just about any gift mm-hmm. and use it to make money, right? That's out that mm-hmm. guy at the Tootin' Totem which is a convenience store that you used to work at. Mm-hmm. That's what he told me. They came and told you whatever you, I think he was in some kind of criminal law or. He used to be of, a criminal. Yes. Yep. And he turned it into a criminal psychology. Criminal psychology. Right. And made all the drive a fancy car, all this yeah. stuff. So I think you could take any gift and use it to make money. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Handled rightly. And as long as it doesn't become your God and all that, but listen to this. So in Mark chapter nine, verse 33, it's the old disciples getting an argument, you know, talking about who's the greatest, right? <laughs> they tended to have this argument. It says, and they came to Capernaum and when he was in the house, he asked them, he being Christ, he asked them, what were you discussing on the way? I mean, you talk about puckering. <laughs> Because Jesus, what you, you know, about? he what knew, you talking about? like you knew, you know, he knew already. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it says, but they kept silent for on the way they had argued with one another, one another about who was the greatest. Eesh, you don't want to talk I'm, about that. I'm not the one that's going to admit what we were talking about when we're already with the greatest, by the way. Right. And he sat down and called the 12 and he said to them, if anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Preach it. You want to be first? Yeah, that'd be. You want to be at the top? Be the servant. Yep. Let your heart be a servant's heart. Be the least of the, you know, minister to the least of these. Not, not be, I mean, that really does. Like the people I admire the most, you see, you see wealthy people of both types. And you may or may not end up wealthy, but you, you see wealthy people of both types. Some who are cruel and rough, 
And some are the most humble people that you've ever seen in your life. Mm -hmm. The cruel and rough ones, by the standards of the world, you can, oh, well, yeah, they battled their way to the top. <laughs> Stepped on people to get there and all this stuff, right? Yeah. The humble ones, it's like, wow. Man, it's crazy to see someone like that at the top. But we have this image of what it takes to get to the top. You have to be stern. You have to be this. That's not biblical. The Bible doesn't say Christ himself did not mm -hmm. say that. He said in order to be the greatest, you have to be the least. And he was the greatest leader of all time. Yeah. God himself on earth come down to tell us. And then shortly after that in Mark, still the next chapter, chapter 10, it says, and Jesus called them to him and said, you know that those who consider rulers of the Gentiles, Lord, it, who are considered rulers of the Gentiles, Lord it over them. So that's what we're kind of talking about, the, the rough leaders. And their, and their great ones exercise authority over them, but it shall not be so among you. So we're in the world, but not of the world, mm -hmm. right? It shall not be so among you. Mm -hmm. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Like, give our lives as a ransom. Mm -hmm. And that's something the Lord's been speaking to me. I gave you this body for you to use and wear out in service to others. Do I always do it? No. I mean, this is, this is a, we're talking the walk here and this is a journey that we're all on mm -hmm. and trying to get better. That's why we're talking about it. And so I hope that one, that we can be real and talk on these shows about our flaws as well. Right. And so I would just say, like, here we are sitting here doing this show, but it wasn't, you know, a year ago, year and a half ago that I was just trying to find my way through life, mm -hmm. you know, coming out of a, a relationship, a failed relationship of nine years <laughs> of a woman that I love very much still do and wish all the best for her mm -hmm. and went to, to my wonderful counselor who is still my counselor and and uh, always will be for as long as she'll have me <laughs> because, and she helped me to really work through some things, but having your heart has to be in the right place. It has to be in a place of servitude or you can, you see people that are by the standards of society successful, but their purpose is not being fulfilled because it's not being done in service. It's not being done as under the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see very famous people off themselves just no more because they still haven't found that fulfillment even though they've used their gifts but the wrong way yeah i do look at i do look at my my new in-laws their their story is one where their talents and their their special gift they used toward it towards service in the kingdom and when and they had read the book called the purpose driven life Right, which pretty pretty popular book. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't read it, but a lot of people have at the least heard of it and know the kind of gist of it. And it's just you know using your talents. Mm -hmm. And they 
they loved horses. They still do. They still have horses. They've been doing this for years. And after reading that book, I think it was like 15 years ago, they started a ministry using horses and, I guess, equine therapy. I think I'm using that right. Equine, equine, something, tomato. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's their ministry and has been for like 15 years. They use the horses with uh, ex-cons and uh, single mothers, people, kids who have experienced trauma, all this. And they got to actually full-on use their talent and their, their really their, one of their greatest joys to serve in the ministry. And so that's an extreme example. And, and I love that example because it's good that it's there. And then, and then you've got everything in between that and not using your talent at all. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just, I definitely, I think, I think you'd want to say you hope that we would all use our talents for the glory of God mm-hmm. in our lives in our ministry in our, in our walk mm-hmm. to be a part of it. It was given. I do think it was given for a reason. And, um, sometimes we don't even know what that reason is. Maybe you used it to help somebody and you didn't even realize how profound that help was to that person. But I love the idea that God made us uniquely with these unique talents to serve different parts, to serve different members of the purpose, body, different members purpose. of the body. Just think if we were all heads, right? Nothing would get done. You know, I mean, can you imagine? Like, okay, so in our family of us five, it's five A type personalities. I mean, pretty yeah. opinionated, pretty loud. <laughs> yeah, you know, thank God we're not all the same. We're not all like that. Or I, I mean, it's taken us decades to learn how to work together, work with work with each other, and mm-hmm. and uh, understand each other. And 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 it's only through Christ. I mean, you got to think about it. If the five of us had not had Christ and the Bible to help structure our lives, we might not have ended up as close as we are and as doubtful. No way, because no accountability. Like it, but it. So it takes it takes the different. That's some serious. You do you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) And without God in there, no no structure, no accountability on that level. Yeah. You do you. I'm gonna do what I do. Don't tell me otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, no question. I mean it's <clears throat> it's a it's so it, it it's so important to remember in, in trying to find our fulfillment to turn your eyes upon Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And also though I think it's something else I wanna I wanna always bring up and that I was thinking about, Gabe, like it's easy it's easy to, to, when you get knocked down, when you stumble, cause we're all going to stumble. Mm-hmm. All right. Just to climb back on the horse. Don't stay there. Look up and reach towards God and ask him, please help me. Cause we're going to have our moments. Like I say, I was sitting there at my computer working, thinking I'm not doing the best jobs today. Kind of in a blah kind of mood. Not really bad, but mm-hmm. just kind of, yeah. And I thought, I'm just constantly having the thought because I'm trying to embed it into myself is what I'm doing right now as under the Lord. 
not in a condemning way, you know, so you don't want to condemn yourself and just beat yourself, pump yourself, grab yourself. A, well, as a husband, I want yourself. to be a good husband, right? Right. As a, as your brother, I want as to be a good, right. as your genetic brother, I want to be a good brother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As a son of God, I want to be a good son of God. Yes. Right. Yes. Anyway. No. And so, but, but the point being like, don't, again, when you fall off, when you fall off and, and you use your gift the wrong way, or you think, and here's something else. Don't think just because you're 80 right now and you're just now that, that if you've got life left in you, there is time to use your gift for the Lord. Yeah. If you're breathing, keep going. Yes. There, you have got time still keep going. Don't sit there and flog yourself because you you've messed up in the past. We all have. There's still time. As long as there's a breath in me, I want to, I want to use whatever gift that I have to serve the Lord in whatever way I can. What and time got to do with it. Got to do with it. Dan Rock. Oh, what time yeah, I was got trying to, to think of a second it. line to put in. There. <laughs> yeah. You pulled a me on me. Yeah. I got you. What's time got to do with it? Got second do with hand it. emotion. Second hand. So, you know, second hand works. <laughs> but, I, but I would just say this. I, I, I like a line from one of my favorite football players ever. Philadelphia Eagles fans. You're going to love the name Michael Irvin. Come on. Come on. Giants fans. Commanders fans. That's right. That's right. Michael Irvin. I know what you Philly fans are saying already. You don't have to tell me. I can read your mind. They know what he said, too. Oh, they're like, we finished his career. Oh, I guarantee you they're all thinking that right now. But he said something in his Hall of Fame speech that I like to think about. That's one of my favorite lines ever. And he was talking about looking up to God in this moment. But he said, when you're down, when you've messed up, don't stay down. Look up, get up, and don't ever give up. Mm -hmm. Look up, get up, don't ever give up. Yeah. You know? That. It's so easy to stay down. It's so easy to think, but I've made so many mistakes. Mm -hmm. I can't use my gift. Mm -hmm. I did that with my calling. I messed up when I was young. A lot. I still mess up, but thankfully not as much as I did back then. Yeah. Because of God's good grace. Yeah. Look up, get up, don't give up. You never know when that freedom is right around the corner. You never know when God's going to call you into service. Mm -hmm. We've got to be prepared. And when we mess up, we've got to, to repent and get back up. And be prepared because it's not about our actions as to how God can use us. It's about our submission to Christ. Yeah. We can have made Paul went around murdering Christians. And it wasn't a couple years later that he goes from that to being persecuted himself, mm -hmm. being humbled before God on the road to Damascus. Is that right? Emmaus. Emmaus, thank you. Like, that yeah, I'm, I've got the wrong road. People know what you're saying. I got the wrong road, Emmaus. <laughs> the, on the walk to Emmaus, of course. 
He got humbled. Like you talk about getting humbled. Boom. I'm going to put a snake skin over your eyes. You're blind. Yeah. And God himself is going to ask you, why are you persecuting me? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Life changed, but it doesn't take time. It doesn't take time at all. You can have been submitted to God for five minutes and he can use you to change somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Turn it around. Don't sit in it. Don't wallow in it. Turn it around. Amen. 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 Well, brother, that was, that was good. Oh, that's good. I don't feel like we jumbled it up too bad. I, I listened to a podcast called Unashamed Podcast with the, the Robertsons from Duck yeah. Dynasty. They uh, got my beard they, on. Uh, Al would always say, Al, the oldest brother, and whenever they would finish it, for the longest time, I don't think he does it now, but he would say, we'll try to do better next time. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. put, Al. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of how I feel all the time. I feel it a little bit less, though, as it goes on. But, yeah, we'll try to do better next time. <laughs> Amen. Let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to be in your service, God. And I just lift up every person that's listening to this show right now, Father. If they've stumbled, Father, I ask that you help them to look up to you to get up and not to give up, but to press forward with the gifts and the calling that you've placed on them in their lives. Father, thank you for the opportunity for us to be in service to you again. We love you so much, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen. <laughs>